Hey everybody, June is upon us and you know what that means. It's hot scent summer. Right now at Too Sincere, there's a new duo sure to turn some heads. I'm talking about Hot Mom and Dad Bod, the new limited edition pair of summer fragrances at TooSincere.com. Hot Mom is like good times and tan lines, like suntan lotion made from refreshing coconut milk with hints of mango and pineapple. And then there's Dad Bod, sea salt and khaki vibe going on here. The calming scent of sea salt on a sun-warmed beach, ocean waves settling along the sand. The Hot Mom and Dad Bod Soy Candle Duo includes two 9-ounce soy candles. Supplies are limited. Get them while they last. And for my Chronicle listeners out there, I got a promo code just for you. Right now, JMC15 will get you 15% off your next order at TwoSincere.com. This excludes items already on sale, and the offer is valid through July 31st, 2022. You already know what I think about TwoSincere.com. I love them. So check out the clean, burning, awesome, fragrant soy candles they got at TwoSincere.com. Go there now. today's world, it is but a dream to believe that everybody is promised the opportunity to truly live out their life, reflecting who it is they identify with. And in the LGTBQ plus community, you'll hear a common story of people realizing at a very young age that the way they were told to live their life and the people they were told to love simply did not match and identify with what they truly felt inside. Something as easy as following your heart and living life on your terms should be applauded and respected on all fronts. However, as my guest this week will share, it wasn't that easy for her. Marie Bell shares her story about realizing as an adult that she was living a life that was not reflecting the truth within her. And she shares how she finally decided to honor herself and respect and love her true self by finding the courage to answer the one question she had been asking herself for so many years. Who am I? But having the courage to finally own and identify herself as a gay woman did not come easy. This is Marie's journey. And these are the Journeyman Chronicles. Oh, I'm coming to you from my humble abode. Here I am. I'm here to represent the Journeyman Chronicles. Welcome back for another episode. Welcome back. It's another week. Now we're into July. As I record this, it is July 4th weekend. Um, you know, I didn't do a lot of drinking. Um, I, I always tell myself that I'm just going to let loose one night, but I'm just the older I get, the more I, I don't know. Took a little small vacation with my wife and daughters. 
went to uh, Dewey Beach in Delaware. Uh, very short-lived. Uh, our girls just kept us, woo, kept us uh, busy, to say the least. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know where the girls get their energy from. I think my wife and I were ready to have a vacation from the vacation. Anyway, we're back now. I uh, got to see my kids. Uh, my mom and my stepfather uh, took uh, our two oldest to Puerto Rico uh, for a week. So when we got back from the beach, they were just getting back from uh, the Baltimore. They flew out of Baltimore. It was good to see them, hear all the great stories. Uh, so that's how my week's been. I've, I've had a nice, uh, busy, but relaxing, relaxing week. And, uh, you know, ending it with uh, July 4th uh, and I'm going to go back to work tomorrow. And here we are. Another episode of the Journeyman Chronicles. I hope you're ready because I got a great interview for you. I got to sit and talk with Marie Bell. Uh, Marie uh, used to work with my wife. That's how I got hip to uh, Marie and what she's doing. Uh, she shares her journey. She shares her story about uh, realizing that she could no longer live the life she was living as as a married uh, woman, married to a man, married for, for eight years, together 12. And she finally, uh, after so many years of having this feeling inside, just said, I, I can't do this anymore. And so the, the courage to find your footing when you're navigating through something like this is remarkable. I was honored to hear this story. I have it for you now. I want you to relax, enjoy the interview, and I hope that you learned something from it. That's the whole point of the Journeyman Chronicles. All right, let's get started. No one wants to hear me talk. Here we go. This is episode 36. We're moving along. Marie Bell. Let's go. Um, she did not tell me you were hard of hearing. Is that were you, is that since you were child? Since you were child, or yeah, I was born with it. Um, we actually didn't know that I was hard of hearing right away because it wasn't like years ago. It wasn't det- easily detected. Okay. So my mom was kind of like, I know something's wrong, because um, you know I would have the TV loud. Yeah. I didn't talk that much, so she like pushed them to do the hearing test and gotcha. figured it out. So. Right away, she was like, all right, we're doing speech therapy. Okay, yeah. Because a lot of people with my hearing level, they don't speak as clear as I do, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're going through school and you're going through your curriculum, yeah, go ahead, pull Mm -hmm. that closer if if you wouldn't mind. Is that, I mean, like you just mentioned to me, um, did Alexandra say anything to, are, are, are you finding that at this point in your life having to maybe like, warn people or have you just said I'm just going to bite the bullet and roll with it yeah I mean like oh man. I think it's one of those things like I kind of let people figure it out on themselves because yeah. I don't want to introduce myself and be sure. like hey I'm hard of hearing and then yeah. you hear people being like they they change how they talk mm-hmm. and it's like no 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 that, that's not necessary yeah you don't want to be handled exactly. in a way but then it's funny when people like I'll put my hair up and they're like oh my gosh what is that in your ear? And I'm yeah. like, oh, it's hearing aids. And they're like, wow, never would have guessed. Um, so, oh, I mean, I guess it's it's 
if nobody can tell and, and, and uh, the reason why I ask is because there's a lot of people that are going through and things like that in life that um, maybe they find it like uh, a burden to bring up or they they want to just tackle it right away before somebody else you know right. it's kind of like this icebreaker do we talk about this now and get it out of the way right. or, or, or I've talked about this so many times that I don't I just want to <laughs> hopefully I can make it through the conversation without uh, and that's something I've never really thought of is you know losing or or having difficulty with a sense you know your sight your hearing your touch it's uh we rely on that so um you don't find it like you're 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 able to at this point in your life you're like i know what my what my ticks are i know if if what i have to do to prepare myself if you're going somewhere that you know you might need to hear a little bit more or you're going to a concert per se and you're like well no i think i'll be able to hear that perfectly fine you know i'm sure you're already like in your rhythm of of how you handle things yeah definitely sometimes like i kind of do feel bad because some people like oh when I first met you, I thought you were mean because you didn't talk to me mm. right away. And I was talking to you and I'm like, oh, crap. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't hear you. And then they're like, oh, that makes sense. So sometimes I do find it necessary that I should have warned them beforehand. But after they know, then everything's good. Cool. Well, thank you very much for, yeah. for uh, agreeing to come on the Chronicles. Um, Alexandra filled me in on what you're doing. And... Uh, one of the things that I've always been grateful about is when people uh, like buy in to do an interview that don't know me because it's I understand like the vulnerability level and I understand like people don't understand maybe what I'm doing exactly. So I always try to like break it down real quick before the interview. And um, I'm not sure you said you listened to some episodes already or maybe you have or haven't. I wasn't sure. But the the Chronicles really is just getting to know people in this area and and learning about their journey so that we can better like understand each other as people uh getting to learn more about one another you start to realize there's a common ground that we may all share that we don't know and some people will never know because they're not willing to have a conversation with somebody that looks like they wouldn't be interesting uh and so you know it was like let me get to know different people and let me share it Mm-hmm. Um, and so here we are. So, um, Alexandra mentioned that you guys work together. I, I try to get as much information as possible, but not too much because yeah. I really want the conversation to be organic. Right. Um, so I, I mean, I, I understand, you know, the microphones and the, the <laughs> camera, it's not, it, it, this isn't your, this isn't a hundred percent organic, but it's as organic as I can try to make right. it. Um, because I want people that are listening to not feel like this is a question answer question answer it's more like let's just talk and shoot the shit I do curse if that's offensive I no, won't it's cool. okay cool <laughs> it makes me I like I like curse like a sailor so I'll, I'll, I'll try to you know I'll stay low key with it but I, I like to just shoot the shit and and make this uh, a very fluent conversation um, talk to me about uh an LPN is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about that first because I've very rarely do I talk to anybody in in nurse life. I, I say hashtag nurse life because Alexandra was my first uh, yes. interview, and we hashtagged it. So talk to me about uh, what you're doing, and and I know that you took a step back from doing it. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, um, I've been a nurse, still a nurse for seven years. Okay. Um, when I first started, I worked at the Lancaster County Prison. Um, as a correctional nurse for okay, three years, out. and um, I loved it. Yeah, 
loved it. Um, it's taught me, you know, a lot of um, mental health, ah. drug addictions, um, just like different things that you wouldn't normally see mm. in a nursing field. So, but they put like a lot more, you know, responsibility and not enough pay. So I was like, no, I need something more. Sure. Um, so then I applied for Kindred at Home, where I met your wife, yeah. Alexandra. Best boss ever. <laughs> <laughs> she is. <laughs> yes. Um, That's cookie. So. That's cookie points yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that for two years, home care, um, traveled different houses. So then I was like, you know, I want more. I need more. Yeah. Um, so then I did take classes to do microbleeding. Um, to get certified. Okay. I knew that I wanted to run my own business. Ah. But I did pause that for a little bit. Right now, I'm currently doing tra- travel nursing. So I'm working at different facilities. Um, you obviously make a lot more sure. doing that. Sure. So it's giving me that freedom of picking my own hours. Okay. Yeah. Doing what I want um, because my wife and I are... Um, opening up a business okay wonderful so, i'm excited yeah you got a lot going on yeah. now. i didn't realize it. <laughs> when you mentioned that you're, you learned a lot i wanted to touch on that because the previous interview I had, there was a similar type of feel where there was a lot of education based on um, mental health, and uh, were you bringing that up was that something that were you, did they um, did you go to get some educational courses in regards to the position that you were working there, or were you just hands on dealing with that I in mean, real time? Um, when you're in nursing school, they kind of like break down like different fields, but you're not like the mental health. Like you'll do rehab centers for a little couple hours oh, so you don't okay. really get the full aspect but i knew that was something that i wanted to do um but the prison i okay yeah didn't expect to do that yeah but the mental health it just kind of came along with the position mm. was it difficult at at the prison to, Is to it difficult? was it difficult oh my gosh yes i mean it's either like you're made for it or you're not mm. you know yeah um, so you kind of have to go in there like, okay, like I'm going to experience things that I'm not going to experience at a long-term facility. You're going to yeah. deal with people that are withdrawing from drugs and mm. um, coming in and out, just not having that support system. Um, oh, my gosh. Different crimes because we do men and women at the Lancaster okay. County Prison. Believe it or not, the women were more difficult to deal with. Was <laughs> that right? Men, yeah. Was it, why, why, why is that? You don't know? I have no idea. I like, don't know. In regards to, uh, like, like what? Like, As in, you know, listening to you, staying okay. calm. They just, they just a lot more aggressive. I don't know if it was because I was a female. I don't know if that okay. was the case. Um, we, I've seen suicidal attempts. Mm. Had to try to revive one, which we did save. Oh, wow. Which was like a... A shocking experience, but I knew that's something that I wanted to continue. But yeah, you know, obviously, yeah, financial. yeah. I never thought about that, and and uh, 
being exposed to something like that. And the reason why I bring it up is because uh, I'm sure that when you become a nurse or you decide this is what I want to do, um, and so you're already somewhat prepared to deal with some things that the average person may not see or want to deal with. But in a prison setting, um, I wasn't sure if that was like a little bit more of a, of a culture shock, so to speak, where you're just like, oh, whoa, shit, like this is <laughs> y'all really popping off right now. Yeah. Did, did you ever find that maybe because you were a nurse, they were more able to um, confide in you with anything? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would think, yeah. Definitely. Just because, I, you know, the correctional officer, they're there just, you know, to, to protect. Yeah. And make sure, like, the environment's safe for everyone. Where, as a nurse, like, I think the toughest part for me was, you know, having that guide of not being too personal but being uh, able to be there for them as in like, okay, yeah. I'm here to help you. What do you need? Yeah, you know, and then also not like finding out why are they there. And then you're letting that interfere mm. with you being a nurse. So you have to like really separate that. Like you can't just be like, oh my gosh, I just found out he raped a, you know, a five-year-old. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, wow. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of like inner turmoil or battles that you're dealing with where you have to like I'm, but this is my job I need to stay focused mm-hmm. on here that's gotta be that's gotta be difficult yeah and even saying no I think that was hard for me and then it's like time no like I cannot do that for you or no I cannot get that you know so that it really made me stronger as a nurse wow it- you go from that and you're like, okay, wait a minute. You guys are, are asking me to do a lot more and the pay's not there. I'm assuming that's what the, right. the, the final mm-hmm. straw the, that broke the camel's back, so to speak. Uh, you decided at that point, you went to Kindred, uh, but uh, uh, the microblading and the, you had mentioned that this was, you've always wanted to do that. And is that microblading itself or just the, the wanting to, do my own have my own business my own business okay I, I wanted to be able to do what I want run the way run things the way I wanted to run sure it. yeah sure and that's just always since you were a little girl like yeah. uh, I mean um so like my mom um she passed away when I was 15 I'm sorry thank you um but like she's always been like you know she she was an RN Okay. She, her and my dad, like, they lived in Puerto Rico, born and raised. Okay. What part? Um, in Juanadia. Okay. Uh, so, I was born in Puerto Rico, my sister as well. So, we, like, kind of just came to uh, Pennsylvania, okay. Lebanon. Uh, so, she worked at the VA hospital. And I don't know, like, my mom, man, like, she was incredible. Like, she was a part of the community. She always, like, did events. Um, she had cancer, so she would do, like, cancer Wow. Events and um, raise money. She would do parties to raise money. So I've always, like, from the 15 years, I've always seen, like, how independent. Okay. She was, like, a go-getter. So yeah. that's something, like. It resonates with I you. I knew yeah. that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. So, so it definitely was an inspiration then, I'm, right. I'm assuming. I mean, uh, it, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, when you say throw parties, like personal parties at your house? Um, no, like she would rent out like fire halls. Oh, okay. And like just sell tickets and oh, wow. just have, yeah, events. A lot. She danced salsa. Okay. So it was. What was your mom's name? Her name was uh, Wanda Casada. Wanda? Okay, well, shout out to your mom. That's wonderful. I, I love hearing stories like that because it's like, um, like when we talk about like why are you doing what you're doing or 
getting to know people it's uh, i don't very rarely do i get to hear who inspires or who inspired you and and where you've got that drive and i can relate to that my mom is the same way um ever since i was young i saw her doing things that i would like get nervous watching her do because i would i would be nervous for her even though she didn't show any fear Right. You know, performing or, you know, like in the front of my mom's a, a retired teacher. So she would get in front of the school and you know perform at a talent show or she did so many things. And I there was a lot of inspiration there as well. So I can re- I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm assuming that in your endeavors now through life, you rely on those memories with your mom or whether that she talked to you about. Uh, give you advice and that you no, I think on? it's more so like watching. Okay, what she did. What she, yeah, what she did, and just involving us in her, you know, her journey. You know, like when they did parties, we were there. Now it's not like that now. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Back yeah. in you know years ago, we were allowed to party with the family while they served alcohol. And yeah, it's different now. But yeah, yeah. things are so different. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mic- so the microblading comes in how then? I mean, I, that's that, that's shaping well, up the eyebrows. Yeah, I mean, that, right? I'm I'm obsessed with eyebrows. Okay. So that I think you know I'm really good at it. Okay. It's something that I really want to do, and it's different. Yeah. From nursing, so I gave it a shot. Um, but I know I wanted to do a little bit more. I wanted like my family involved in okay. the business so i'm not really saying anything now what kind of business we're working on just but because, there's something yeah there's something brewing with yes, the family yes, can we the say that incredible so you guys are going to see us everywhere oh <laughs> say that again the incredible yes, yeah, i like that i actually like that movie so now i'm yeah. really paying attention now um so you said you're married how long have you been married now you and your wife um a year okay so, so yeah february 14th Hey, <laughs> so talk to me about your wife. How did yes. you guys meet? Um, well, she worked at Lancaster County Prison as well. Okay. As a correctional officer. Um, so I met her there. We didn't talk right away. Um, and then, like, one time, like, we just worked together, and she just invited me to go out to dance because she knew, like, she'd go out with a couple of the girls. Yeah. They're, hey, come on, come on. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go. And I never did like sure yeah, yeah 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 like five more times I was like all right let's just go let's just get this over with yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um we were best friends um, okay at the time I was married okay um for almost eight years but I was with my ex husband for about twelve years at the time so four years and then married for another eight is that yeah okay gotcha mm-hmm. yeah um so um we were just best friends we just clicked. Um, I have two daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 17 and 15. Wonderful. Yes, they're my pain in the ass. <laughs> but they're incredible. <laughs> they're great girls. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we met at the prison and uh, we just connected. So whatever, our, my journey that we're about yes. to talk about. Yes. Um, can we like rewind a little bit? Let's do whatever you want to do. Okay. So um, I don't even know where to begin. Just take a pause and and mention what yeah. the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> okay, so I obviously struggled with my sexuality for many, many years. Okay. Um, since I was younger. But I think, like, being brought up in the Spanish culture, yeah. being Catholic, 
Yeah, it's even harder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was something like you kind of just like pushed off. Like, you know, you're supposed to marry a man. You're going to be, you know, have a family. So that kind of like stuck with me, even though I obviously had different urges. Yeah. Um, so then when my mom passed away when I was when I was 15, I feel like my life just, it just happened so fast. Mm-hmm. Like I had to figure out how to grow up a lot quicker. Because, you know, my dad, he was left alone to raise two girls by himself. Two teenage girls. So that was really, really hard on him. And we weren't easy, you know? Like, we're teenagers, we're our hormones, and we want to do whatever we want to do. And, you know, like, going through school and dealing with, you know, losing my mom. I just, it was a lot. Sure. Um, But I just kept pushing doing what I had to do, you know, in life. Like, okay, I know, I know I need to graduate high school. I know I need to go to college. I need, you know, so those are my main focuses. Okay. So when I met my ex-husband, I think it just, it just felt like that's how it should have been. I hear he you. was a great yeah. man. Um, he was great with the girls. Um, but I knew something was missing. Like, I, I felt empty. Okay. And, you know, just being so focused on, like, taking care of my girls, going to college. And that was, like, hard, you know, raising my kids, trying to get my nursing degree. Yeah. And and then I finally, like, I get this job at the prison. And it was almost like um, life kind of, like, slowed down. Okay. Where I was like, okay, who am I? Like, who am I? And I knew I didn't feel complete. You know, um, I knew I didn't want to be with my husband because I I wanted to be with a female. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, like, how am I going to break it down to him? Yeah. You know, um, because I didn't want to disappoint my girls because, you know, we had a house. I had everything. Sure. So. You had everything that you thought was was to to be had. And yeah, I hear you. So then just, you know, everyone's biggest fear is like, oh, is it worth losing everything that you have? Mm. Is it worth like everyone looking at you being like, oh my gosh, like I look up to you guys and you guys look like a happy family and everything's going great. And, and I was just, you know, like I was always worried about what would other people think? What would my family say? And I, you know, I, I just remember coming home just being like, I can't. Like, I felt like I was suffocating. So we just sat down and I told him, like, listen, like, I'm really struggling with my sexuality. And thankfully, he was supportive. Okay. Um, you know, he was angry, sure. upset. Making a big decision and... Knowing that the only way she could truly be um, the best version of herself and also be the best version of herself for her daughters was to make this decision that um, she needed to identify as a lesbian and she needed to be in a space where that was welcomed and appreciated. Uh, and obviously she understood the the dynamics of the marriage she was in with her then husband uh but um just that decision that takes a lot um considering the the climate of the world and and you know it's i can't speak uh for the for the gay community i i don't know what that's like but i would assume that 
um, some things are, are still very stuck in the past and, and then you see some improvement, some changes in, in communities throughout this country. Uh, but, you know, uh, Marie making that decision, uh, that's that's admirable. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to uh, dive into how this decision, how it affected her daughters. And we're going to talk about the the outcome of the the family and friends that she had and how they responded and how she was able to stay focused uh, with her now wife, Belle how they were able to stay focused and maintain that that trajectory of this is where we're going and this is how we're going to live our life. Uh, Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Like everything that you're talking about, you're 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 talking about it within like a three minute window, right, right. and so it's like it's it's easy to look at that and go, or listen to that and be like, oh wow, that you know it it must have not been that hard, maybe a little difficult, but you're talking about, and you were very aware of, like the life changing uh, repercussions that were to come simply by following your heart, right. And so it's like I'm I'm trying to follow my heart, but I know that this could disrupt uh, your daughters. This could disrupt, obviously, your husband. You're worried about which you shouldn't be, but you're worried about what other people may think. Right. Um, and so, like, can you just like break down? Like, I mean, you said you were married for eight years, together twelve, and you you're talking. I I I can kind of relate. To the to the length of my my, my previous marriage is twelve years, mm-hmm. uh, eleven, but a year together, twelve years, knowing the entire time this is a wash. But I had my daughter at the time, and then my son came, and I just said I'll stick around. I'll, I'm trying to do the right thing. Puerto Rican Catholic, always hearing you know the 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 little do the right thing, do it this way, do it that way. So I can only imagine in that small scale that I'm talking about talking about. I just want to follow my heart and I'm about to do something that like you said, your, your ex-husband took it well, considering right. he, he was supportive, your daughters, how did they, how did they take that? Um, it's crazy because I thought my oldest would be su- uh, supportive and I thought my youngest would have took it harder, but really oh, it was the opposite. Really? And, um, you know, and at that time, like my oldest, like she was in middle school, she was already going through her own little, like being bullied in middle school and going through her little thing. And, um, and then on top of me throwing on like what happened, like my issues, it really did take a toll on her and I felt so terrible. Um, but I knew I had to continue to do what I had to do to make myself a better person because I wasn't going to be able to be like the you yeah. know the mom the, mo- that, yeah. the mother that I had to be for my girls yeah 
because if I'm not happy, how can I, you know? Right. So um, we basically lived in Lebanon. I just started from scratch. Okay. Picked up and went to Lancaster. Took my girls. We they started at Conestoga Valley School, which they loved. Um, but that whole transition, like starting on my own by myself, like I've never done anything on my own. So okay. all that fear, like, oh, am I going to be able to do it? Yeah. Am I going to be able to afford, you know, the place on my own and be there for my girls emotionally while I'm trying to figure out who I am at yeah. the same time? Yeah. That's a, that's, that's the thing that I was just thinking is you're going through emo, an emo, emotions that a lot of people go through when it comes to divorce. And then you're coming along with, I'm still also trying to figure out who I am. And I know deep down who I am. Right. But that's a, a hard realization to right. kind of come to grasp mm-hmm. with. And so you you moved uh, to Lancaster. Uh, your your daughters are enrolled in Conestoga Valley CV High School. Mm-hmm. Or, or, yeah, high school. How did you handle then doing the getting my life together post-marriage and also figuring out who I am while balancing your daughter's there's a lot of there's a yeah, lot of different hats um, that you're wearing, so to speak. I think it, it was a definite like emotional roller coaster for all of us. Yeah. Because like I was like, okay, like I'm feeling happier, like I'm doing this on my own. But then seeing my girls like, oh, you know, like being separated, yeah. you know, with the family and um my wife at the time, um, she was very supportive. She was there for me, um, there for the girls, trying to adjust with the whole new lifestyle that we were going through but she never once like pressured Mm. anything like she was just very very supportive with everything that i was doing um but trying to you know introduce my girls to a female yeah like they still talk about it now they'll be like oh man when you first told us that you were gay and it was funny because um i took them to kalahari and we were in the hot tub Okay. And they still like, and we still go every year. And they we sit in the hot tub. They're like, "Remember this hot tub? <laughs> this, this was the icebreaker yeah. hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you told us that you were gay." I'm like, "Oh god." <laughs> um, but my oldest recently just told me, like, you know, I'm very proud of you. Like, mm. I feel so bad that you had to go through what you had to go through. Like, you know, living this lifestyle that you really didn't want to live because you wanted to protect us at the sure. same time. Sure. And and I was like, oh, thank, you know, it meant a lot to me because it was tough. No, I, I can only imagine. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, because, like, when I, my sister was the first person that I told. Okay. Um, I was like, listen, like, I have to tell you something. And I, I told her that I was gay and I started crying. And, you know, um, surprisingly, like, she was really, really supportive. Um, you know, and, you know, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Um, my dad, on the other hand, like, he didn't talk to me for a little bit. Wow. Because he was just like, you know, like, you're you're married, and this yeah. is how it's supposed to be. He's a good man, and he's taking care. And I was like, you know, I understand, but I got to do this for me. Um, So I dealt with a lot of, like, outside people trying to disrupt what I wanted to do yeah, to make can, me happy. Yeah. And it's like the best decision I've ever made. Yeah. And it, it kind of like, um, why didn't I do this sooner? But then it's like, no, things happened the way they were supposed to. Right. And, and, uh, when you mention that your oldest says, I'm proud of you, that's always like the biggest, like compliment that I think a parent can get is when your child mm-hmm. sees it. 
right. and congratulates you or, or reminds you of your success, even if it's personal growth. Um, it's all because it's all it's great to hear, but it's also coming from somebody that you're trying to put in a position that they can better themselves because that's your responsibility as mm-hmm. a parent. So it's it's almost like okay, I'm doing the right thing. I'm right. doing the right thing, even though it feels like you know uh, organized confusion, and some people may not understand it. I get it, and my girls get it. I'm sure mm-hmm. that was like a, a moment of okay, then I'm on the right path. Right. And, you know, like, obviously, it does help having, like, one of the most supportive, loving wife, you know. Um, we still, you know, deal with some difficulties with, um, obviously, you know, religious beliefs sure. with families and all that. Sure. But um, what helps is that we have a connection with God. You know, we know that we're loved. Yeah. This, so. were, you, were you already going to, like, church? Mm-hmm. And, and so then... Uh, when your life opens to this moment where you're like, this is who I am and I'm locked in, how did, how did you navigate through the, are you still attending the same church? Did, um, you, did you change well, we, it? Or? We found a church. Okay. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's um, one of like one of the most welcoming churches in LCBC. Okay. Um, so, you know, like uh, we try to take the girls along with us and try to, build like a strong foundation with God. Yeah. Yeah. So. Everything that we're talking about and that you're, everything that you're sharing, one of the things I'm thinking of is was there ever a moment where you're like I know that me coming to terms with who I know I am is shaking a lot of things loose so to speak and and making people question things. But can I just go through this without having to explain that like there's a lot of people that go through a divorce, you know, and it's like, I have to deal with that. But now you're throwing me wanting to be who I am. Why is that? Why does this have to be a problem? Right. Is that, is that, have you oh, ever, oh yeah, gosh, I would yes. think like it just, it just dawned on me now. Like I dealt with a divorce, but I didn't have to come to terms with who I am because I knew, but it, if I was coming to terms with who I am in that moment and people were dumping their, frustrations on top of the divorce but that, that's got to be like a a huge burden to deal with oh yeah definitely oh my gosh especially like you know um you connect with the other family your ex-husband my ex-husband's okay, yeah. family like i connected with them so not only that like i felt like i lost another oh, side of the family yeah where you know they weren't too happy and i didn't expect them to really understand i expected them to be upset but like, man, like that was hard, especially like I grew a connection with like the kids and yeah. they're my nieces and nephews. Yeah. And, um, but anyways, like having to explain over and over like, OK, you know, they're like, wait, your girls are how old and you're with your wife. Wait, are they the? Uh, yeah. Like, no, no, no. Um, but once I like break it down, it's like, oh, OK. All right, cool. Wonderful. Yeah. And that's really what. Like that's all that fucking matters. Yeah, <laughs> is uh, that's why I brought that up. Like, can she just be happy? People right. like you know yeah. what I mean. Like, uh, you're not like abandoning your children, and nobody can find you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, growing up Puerto Rican in a Catholic household, it's almost like any little thing like that that disrupts the status quo. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, it's like, dude, just give me a second and <laughs> let me figure myself out. I'm trying to do the right thing. Right. Talk to me about your wife. What's your wife's name? Um, her name's Destiny. 
Destiny. Um, oh, that's an awesome name. <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, her last name Bell, but okay. we worked at the prison, so I was called her Bell. Okay. Um, it's funny because like the girls are like, "Who's Destiny?" And I'm like, <laughs> "That's Bell." And they're like, "What?" Oh my God. Right now, I know you you kind of hit it, and you won't go into the to the business. Yeah. But um, you where 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 do you see yourself now? Considering everything that you've been through, you've now come to terms, and you're happy with who you are. You've got your wife uh, that you feel supported and loved by. Like the 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 road that you've taken right now. Mm. How do you feel where, with with Belle and, and the girls? Oh, my gosh. I feel like we've already accomplished so much, but, like, there's so much more yet to come. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of growth. Um, even as, like, in, in, as a household, like, from the beginning, it was, like, a lot of emotional struggles with the girls trying to deal, you know, with mom being with a female. Yeah. Um, but just... Oh my gosh, sorry. No. Just give me a second. Take your time. You don't have to apologize. So you want to repeat that question one more time? Sure. Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, let me, I'll rephrase it. Where, right now, where is Marie? Where is, oh gosh. Like, when you look around, like sometimes I'll be at home. Mm-hmm. And I've got my own journey, right? So I'm at home and I look around and I go, Wow. This is where I am. Right. And I'm okay. I'm happy. Yeah. I don't have any pending doom about like, I got to deal with my wife because I don't have that relationship. Right. I don't deal with like, uh, currently I don't have a, a job that I hate. Right. You know, like, okay, I know what you uh, mean. Uh, this is where I am. I, and I I'm, do, right. I'm finally, like, do you feel like I am exactly where I need to be now? Because it sounds like you are. Yeah. You've got the great wife. Uh, and she supports us. I said she supports you. Uh, I'm sure that you you learn from each other. That's the type of relationship that everybody wants. Your daughters are, are loving and connected. Um, when you mentioned that your oldest had a hard time with it at first, it sounds like she's come around now. Oh, and she's yeah. telling you that she's proud of you. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and and I'm sure that there's some things that we that you deal with, like we all deal with. But considering all that, here you are now. Yeah. Like, it's got to be a great fucking feeling. feeling. Yeah. 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 I mean, because, like, there's times I'm like, wow, like, I've come so far. Like, we have our, our beautiful home, and we're just, I, I, I feel peace. Okay. There you go. You know go. what I mean? Yeah. At peace. Um, you can sleep at night. Right. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Right. No, it's... A, I, <laughs> it made it way more difficult than it was, but yeah. 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 You're yeah. Right. And, and... uh I know what it's like to not sleep at night, and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you do as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the little things, like I just want to be able to sleep at night and wake up and look over and be like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm good." You right. know. Um, thank you for sharing because I know, like I said, that when we started talking in the beginning, and I said it's difficult for people to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, that's why I was I was really wanting to do this because there's going to be people that listen to this that could relate that 
they haven't shared. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And and there are things that you have uh, uh, that shared and have gone through that I can't relate to, but I'm I'm glad that I'm hearing it. And that's the beautiful part about what I what I'm hoping happens while people listen to this. So. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate you uh, not knowing who I am and still taking a leap of faith and coming out yeah, and, and, and sharing. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, Incredibles. Now the it makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the the entrepreneurial life that you love and that you wanted to do, is this like, are you phasing out completely with the nurse life and going to um, focus on I, that? Nursing will always be... That's always going to be always, there. Always, yeah. Just because like, I have a passion for it. Um, I'm always going to want to take care of people. Um, but, I mean, we'll see how, like, the business goes. Um, but right now, like, I I want it to be, like, a family thing. So, okay. nursing will be always be my number one. So. Okay. Um, I just want my girls to know, like, whatever they want to do, whoever they want to be, like, just do it. Just be yourself. Be completely happy. Don't worry about what other people think. Yeah. And even if, like, if it seems scary, just, it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. It always works out in the end. Well, they've got great parents to back them yeah. up. Right? <laughs> right. Right. Considering uh, when you see your your parents go through something and when your daughters are looking at you, their mother, uh, that's got to be, like, the ultimate inspiration. And so when you refer, when we refer to your mom being an inspiration for you by the things that she did by action uh her her compassion was on display looking at your daughters now i can see a resemblance where they're looking at you i would think and saying yeah. look what my mom went through and as an adult when they become when they get older they're going to start experiencing things mm -hmm. that they're going to look back and go i got an idea what mom was going through in this adult situation because as children you don't know what your parents are going through you just start remembering things i can think back and be like yeah, i remember when my parents got divorced and when i was a kid i remember things now that make sense to me right. but as a child i didn't know right. and so when you're when your daughters are going to get older they're going to relate to you more and i I look forward to, you know, now that we're friends on social media, seeing yeah. that relationship grow because you, that 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 bond that you've created with your daughters will only get stronger because of how strong and how vulnerable you were to say, I'm about to do something that's going to change the game, so to speak, but I need to follow my heart and be who I am. Mm -hmm. So I commend you. That's Thank awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think that's going to be it. Yeah, we're going to yeah. wrap it up. How do you feel? Was I it, feel good. Yeah? Yeah, I feel good. Thank you. I was a little nervous. Oh, my gosh, it was. But you definitely helped me relax. Good. So, thank you. Good. I well, I tried. I, I, that's, um, that's the only thing I try to work on is how can I present a platform where people are like, okay, I'm comfortable. Right. I'm comfortable. Now, let's talk about something that I'm not going to probably share with most people. Yeah. So, but, you know, my wife, she's really good at this stuff. Yeah? Oh, my gosh. Very good. Like, I could see you and her going back and forth. Well, I'll tell you what. When Accredibels yes. become... You see, what, you see where I'm going? Yes. You're picking up what I'm putting down. We'll, we'll bring you guys back, yeah, or she can come back if you can. However, yeah. whatever we got to do. And we can listen to the incredible story, and then I'll get to know yeah, Destiny. Yes, definitely. Because that, that's an awesome name, Destiny. If you're if you're watching, and I hope you are, I hope you're listening. <laughs> you're gonna be on this, the Chronicles. Thank you, Maria. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you.
I want to thank Marie for stopping by, sharing her journey. Um, this podcast is blessed to hear this story. Um, it's blessed to hear all, uh, but but this one, uh, I was very very grateful to listen. You hear a lot about, you know, in the gay community, people coming out and people um, finally living the life that they want to, but you don't ever really get to hear. You know the real shit, the the avenues that people had to walk, and the conversations that people try to avoid because they're trying to stay focused on what they feel is right for them. That's all it is, really. It's just living your life for what you think is right for you, now, following your heart, and and listening to Marie's story. Uh, you know, meeting her, she's this vibrant yet you know very held back, and maybe because she was just nervous being on the podcast, but. Um, just happy and knowing the you know the pain that she's felt in her life losing her mom at a young age having then to come to terms in her marriage that she wasn't happy because she was living a life that wasn't right for her um looking at her now that's why i had asked her look at where you're at now what do you see because it's hard when you're in the moment You know, the waters are always treacherous when you're in them, walking, struggling, striving. But at the end or eventually you can look back and and see where you've been and be happy for your progress and be proud of it. I'm grateful that I got to hear this this journey. So I hope you all enjoyed it. Marie Bell, thank you very much. This wraps up episode 36. I am going to be uh, working on a wrap up episode next week. I'm excited for that. Haven't done those in a while. And I will see you when I see you. And y'all going to hear me when y'all hear me. All right. Remember to maintain focus and stay continuous through all four seasons. My name is Felix C. Arroyo. And these are the Journeyman Chronicles. Y'all be safe.